Pego. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferret 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hopefully everyone is having a good week and or day and or whatever. Um, I'm here, I'm, I'm here and we're doing it, we're doing it now. There's a lot of gaming show news to go over. Um, so everything that has kind of been like quote unquote newsy, you know how you normally have the news section. There's really nothing news this week outside of the big gaming uh shows so that's either going to be a super short section or it's going to be non-existent i still haven't decided so we're going to go over all the stuff with the summer games fest uh i'm going to talk about some games that i've been playing this past week that you might be interested in uh we'll go over maybe some news and then um yeah that'll be pretty much it we probably won't have a final section for you know, what's coming soon, because I'll have talked about all that stuff here in the first section, um, but thank you for tuning in. This is the Video Game Podcast. It's your one-stop shop. Uh, video game news, occurrences, shows, and opinions. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Let's get started with what was revealed at that gaming show. All right, so as you may or may not know, the first show to air was the Summer Games Fest. Obviously, there were other shows connected with it, but this was the big, the big time show. Now, you know, Jeff Kelly did come out and say, hey, temper your expectations because, you know, there's probably going to be some things missing from the show that you might have wanted. A lot of people were asking for Hollow Knight and Elden Ring DLC and God of War Ragnarok, and those things just didn't show up. Uh, who knows if they're even working on some of those things. But let's go through some of the big news here. Now, I don't have things in order, per se, so, you know, bear with me. But, um, obviously, probably the the thing that was supposed to be the biggest thing at the Games Fest was the Last of Us Part 1 remake, which is pretty much them taking that remaster of the game, putting in the different character animations and facials, uh, you know, bodies and stuff like that, you know, making them look more in line with Part 2, right? Um, obviously I think they're going to tweak some of the gameplay elements, but to me and to a lot of people, it looks like it's just another remake. So it's not, it's not a complete re, uh, re, uh, it's not, it's not, a, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, wait, I think I, I think I switched it around. Hold on. <laughs> it's not a complete remake. It's more of like a high, like a high done, a highly well done remaster essentially. Um, because remakes I I imply that there is major changes to your game, right? So if if this is a remake, I mean, I'm expecting stuff, you know, more 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 gameplay stuff or more more things in the game that weren't there in the originals. This just seems like a huge remaster endeavor, and um, I I like I I don't want to like sell them short if they're doing something more. But to me, from what we've seen, it just kind of looks like they've redone a good amount of things. Obviously, uh, they said that they had made the game from the ground up. Um, which I guess could be technically seen as a remake, um, but whatever. So the big, the big, the bigger story was that the game and all its assets and its its collections and stuff like that was all accidentally leaked by PlayStation on their own website. They had published like an hour or so too early. So you know when I was driving around at work on on Thursday, I think this was on, and uh, I was just like. Hold on, I and my phone lit up, and 
Last of Us Part 1 leaked trailer and store page and yeah, I mean, it was all just, uh, it was done like an hour early before the show had started, um, which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, I'm sure that this was going to be the huge moment for both, not not only Jeff Cayley, but for the uh, staff who were working on Last of Us Part 1, the show off the game and, and let people see what they've been working on. Obviously, that was a bit, uh, uh, a lot spoiled for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, the, I mean, from, from what it's worth, or for what's worth, I, the game looks great. It looks amazing. It looks on par, like I said, with, with Part 2. So, you know, it, nothing to complain about there. Obviously, they're still using all the original voice acting and stuff like that. So, um, you know, th- it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything too crazy there. And also, it looks like the Left the la- uh, left Behind DLC is going to be included with it, just like it is with the uh, PS4 remaster. And they also revealed that it's going to be coming August 22nd, I believe. August 22nd, 2022. Um, or no, I'm sorry, September 22nd, 2022. Not August. September 22nd, 2022. Um, and you you can pre-order uh, like uh, bundles and stuff like that. I believe that there's like a, a Firefly edition, which comes with like dog tags and stuff like that. Will I be playing through this game? Um, I, I probably... Let's see. Here's the here's the problem. There's so many games coming out, and I'm already behind on so much because I go through these bouts of like I don't want to play something new. I just want to go back to something old that I know. You know that's that's why I'm playing. You know, Call of Duty World at War. I, it, it wasn't on my backlog, but all of a sudden I was like, you know, I really want to play this. So it's like, okay, we're playing Call of Duty World at War. Uh, just like I had time to do things yesterday after stream. I had really nothing going on. And I decided to play Clone Hero, you know, just I just pulled it up, downloaded a few songs, played Clone Hero, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden I had this in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to 100 percent the Guitar Hero game. <laughs> so I did like 17 of those 100 percent or well, maybe it was like 15 100 percent of the songs. And then I left the others for another time. That's that's kind of how my life is working right now, where I'll have time and I'll be like, you know, I just want to watch YouTube or something. But um, I probably will hold off getting this until maybe Black Friday, if, it, if there's a sale for it on Black Friday, or just holding off until, you know, may, maybe I'll just play through the game on, on stream. Um, Last of Us was the first Twitch game that we played and beat, if I remember correctly. It might have been Devil May Cry 5. It was either... It, it, I, yeah, I, actually, no. It was Arkham Origins, Wolf Among Us, Devil May Cry 5, and then... Uh, the Last of Us. Uh, those other streams are kind of lost in time because I didn't know about the highlighting function on Twitch until uh, the Last of Us stream. So you know, rip in peace. So maybe maybe I'll save it for playing on stream just to see. And then they also revealed that the multiplayer mode for Last of Us Part Two is being made into its own standalone thing. Uh, they didn't say if it was going to be just a PvP mode, a battle royale mode, a co-op mode, uh, whatever. Um, if you remember from the first game, it was pretty much just like a PVP, you know, third person shooter, go at it kind of thing. Um, so it, it, you know, it's interesting that it went from being like a multiplayer mode to a multiplayer game. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do with it. Like I said, it looks like it's probably going to be more like a battle royale. They, they released a still image, not really a concept art. I should say not still image concept art. And it looks like you're in, like, San Francisco, and there's some sort of wave of... There's, like, a cloud that looks kind of, like, 
almost like, you know, you know how mushrooms release spores. It looks like a big spore wave. So that's why I'm leaning towards more. It seems like they've maybe leaned themselves have leaned towards a battle royale. I mean, Last of Us is kind of built around that kind of mechanic of surviving at all costs, right? So, you know, picking up ammo and, and stuff like that, it's all scarce, upgrading your weapons and stuff. I could see them doing that in a game like this. The only thing is, I you know, Battle Royale games, they're they're quick. You know, I mean, any any Battle Royale that's slow is usually considered not good. And the gameplay of Last of Us is kind of more realistic slow. You know, you're, you take time to aim and take time to do that and that. Um, so I'm wondering how they're going to change the way that The Last of Us feels for this multiplayer expansion. Like I said, it seems like a Battle Royale expansion. So we will see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that that was announced there as well. Uh, they showed uh, some images of the show, the HBO show coming out, which I'm definitely going to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it for sure. They showed uh, the two main characters doing a few things. And they also revealed that um, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who voice uh, Joel and Ellie, uh, they're going to be in the show, but they're not going to be, obviously they're not going to be playing their respective characters. Um, they also said uh, that it is the most faithful video game adaption ever. Um, so we will see how that goes. If it's going to be beat by beat, then if you're a person who's already played The Last of Us however many times, maybe even once, um, maybe it's not going to be too interesting because you'll know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but if you're a person who hasn't played the game yet or maybe don't know about the or haven't, you know, just in general, haven't played the game yet. What am I saying? Um, then, yeah, maybe maybe this will be something worth your watch. I think it's going to be worth the watch anyway. It seems like the production value is pretty high on it. Uh, they have a good cast, even though we haven't seen them in action. I, you know, I like I like Pedro Pascal, um, and yeah, I, I have I have faith in in this adaption of it for sure. Um, but obviously, it, it you know we have, it's a wait and see type moment. I'm not going to start talking it up when I don't know you know how it actually works. So uh, they they revealed that you know those two people are going to be joining the cast, and then they also reveal that they're working on a new PS5 project outside of the multiplayer mode for The Last of Us Part Two. Um, essentially, it's all up in the air. They didn't say if it was a new IP. They didn't say if it was an existing IP or an IP that was coming back after years of being neglected. Um, me personally, I'm like, hey, let's get uh Jack and Daxter back in the mix, you know. Um, let's get Jack Four. Let's get you know. Let, let's do a a a really good remake and not just an hd remaster you know let's do a real remake of the first three jack and daxter games and see how it goes you know we've gotten crash bandicoot we've gotten spyro we've gotten ko the kangaroo freaking roo like let's let's get let's get let's get jack and daxter back in the mix and then after that let's work on sly cooper how about that a different studio but still my point stands all right, there's a new Alien game coming out, or Aliens game coming out, called The Dark Descent. This is a tactical uh, action game that's going to be coming to, you know, all the all the latest consoles and stuff like that. This was a pretty big reveal, um, because Alien games, uh, I mean, they, they sell, they move units. I mean, people regained faith in the Aliens universe when, uh, you know, Alien Isolation came out, and Fireteam Elite is okay. Uh, I don't say I, I I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge fan of Fireteam Elite. I think they faithfully uh, did a good job with like the visuals and the sounds and stuff like that in that game. Um, 
but this is this is going to be they're saying that this is more like a um you know XCOM type style where you know w- you know one side moves at a time and then the other side moves et cetera et cetera you know gears tactics kind of thing um seems kind of interesting it's coming 2023 uh from the screenshots they showed you know like i said it, you know it, it, it's it's very much like XCOM it's like a top down kind of view where you see your characters and you command them to to shoot and fire um, you're going to be exploring the horrors and wonders of the alien universe like never before, immersing yourself in a brand new alien storyline that introduces a new threat and a cast of new Marines to the iconic horror franchise. Okay. It's interesting. I- I'll definitely check it out. I do love alien. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not the newer stuff, only the old stuff, which is why most of the games are based around that old eighties <laughs> aesthetic. Uh, they also revealed that Humankind is coming to next-gen consoles. I believe this game has been around for a while, uh, maybe like a year or or more. This is a pretty much a game where you kind of write your own history story. With you know, you can have anything you want. I guess it's almost like Civilization in a way. You know, that's the thing. It's like it's kind of like simula- Civilization. But they just revealed that it's coming to consoles. It's been on PC for a little bit. Um, it's set to release on November fourth on on all that stuff. So there you go. That's coming from Sega. All right, one of the worst names revealed at the Summer Games Fest was Layers of Fears. Not to be confused with Layers of Fear, which is the game that came before it. (laughs) Layers of Fears is the uh, next uh, game in the Fears series. This is the third entry in the horror series. I I never got around to playing the second game. Uh, We played the first one a while ago. I don't remember if it was on YouTube or if I was just playing it randomly on an old channel. I don't remember at all. Um, I remember playing it and enjoying the first one enough. Uh, I never got around to playing the second one. Um, But this is going to be running on Unreal Engine 5. It's going to be coming to... I I believe it's coming to everything. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, etc. Graphically looks pretty good, you know, from the little clips of gameplay we got. Uh, They did use in-game footage, which is always nice to see. Um, in the little uh, the little caption here, it says, Players who seek mature stories with hidden meanings should prepare for an exquisite horror experience thanks to the expanded plot lines that will cast a new light on the overarching narrative. They will face spine-chilling madness that extends over generations. Um, so, yeah, that's coming in early 2023. Goat Simulator 3 skipped its sequel to go straight to the threequel um they had a real they had a lot of fun making the trailer for this game because if you remember dead island 2 uh had a trailer where there was a guy running along he kind of was a a, a, an asshole apparently because you know he was like trying to pick up a girl on on his run and, and everything around him started to explode because of zombies and stuff like that Goat Simulator did a Goat Simulator did a very similar thing where instead of there being zombies everywhere, it was goats kind of wreaking havoc, dropping from the ceiling, shooting lasers and flying around, um, you know, causing just causing general mayhem and and stuff like that. And I thought that, that was a really good idea because you take something that people recognize and you kind of just you just kind of you know really twist it around and it becomes something that. It's just really memorable, you know? Uh, a lot of people remember that Dead Island 2 trailer. I mean, it's it's one of the most recognized trailers out there. Not only because the game hasn't been heard of in a while, but because it was a 
pretty, a, a fairly good trailer, you know? Same thing happened with the, the original Dead Island, don't forget about that. Um, but Ghost Simulator 3, uh, that is coming, uh, I believe it's, it's coming, I think it says later this year? Hold on, let me see. Let me see here. Coming in fall 2022, you can wishlist it now for the PS5. I don't know if it's being if it's exclusive for the PlayStation 5, but that's the only thing that's the only uh, console that showed for for the game. But you know, uh, you know, Goat Simulator is always like a little bit of a goofy time. Um, there was uh, there was an old you know when I when I when I played the game, uh, they had just introduced the like big Skyrim type adventure MOBA you know whatever. And I remember playing that uh, for my YouTube channel back in the day. I think I uploaded the the old video to this channel, uh, my my Yummy the Ferret channel. So if you want to check that out, you can. I suppose it's kind of cringy though. A lot of old comedy in there. Um, they showed that Ga Guile is that his name? Guile is coming the six uh, is coming back for St Street Fighter Six. Uh, he's got his sonic boom and his flash kick. He's even got a cool looking comb. And much like Ryu, Giles described to be, uh, uh, wait, Giles decided to grow a bit of facial hair. <laughs> so that he still has his, like, um, his very recognizable, like, flat top haircut. Uh, but yeah, now he's got his, uh, his, his, he's got some facial hair. He's got, like, a goatee. Um, and he's super ripped. Like, if you, like, I thought that they were making the characters a little bit more proportional, you know, human-like, um... They seem to have forgotten about Guile. He, he's he's pretty ripped, or maybe he's just using steroids. Who knows? Um, but it, that I mean, it's a pretty good reveal for people who like Street Fighter. You know, knowing that one of their fan favorite characters is coming back as well. Uh, the, Cast the the Castillo, Cast Calisto. I'm sorry, the Calisto Protocol got a good amount of gameplay footage, and I am 100% sold on this game. I mean. Uh, it does have that Dead Space vibe that I'm looking for, um, and it looks like it's it's going to be uh, another really good horror action game. Um, they, the gore factor is off the charts. They showed, uh, I believe they showed a extended trailer afterwards um, where it had even more gore and stuff like that, on, uh, which was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but pre pretty much the gameplay segment, uh, you know, you, you just get out of, like, your prison cell or something like that, and you're just picking up weapons and stuff like that. They showed another part where you have like a more of a suit, uh, like a space suit on, and you're trying to reactivate a reactor or something like that, and you're dodging around these crazy uh, creatures. And then they also showed one of the uh, deaths that you can get in the game, which is you get trapped in some sort of spinning rotor or something like that, and you get eaten alive by it. So that was pretty cool too. Um, very, very good gameplay dem uh, showcase, gameplay showcase. Um, and like I said before, it's coming December 3rd. Um, oh yeah, they showed, they showed a trailer at the State of Play. That's right, they showed the trailer at the State of Play. And at the Game Fest, they upped the ante on the gore because Sony didn't want them putting as much gore into it. That's what I, I remember that now. Anyway, uh, looks good. Looks great. Um, can't wait for that to come out. Like I said, that comes out in like December, that says December 3rd. Uh, so if you want to check out that gameplay footage, I recommend doing that. If you're any, if you're even the slightest interested in it, this might sell the game for you just by how it looks. Um, but yeah, excited to see more of that. Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, got a release date, October 7th. Uh, it's coming pretty much everywhere. Uh, this is like a turn-based card battling game. Uh, they showed a bunch of characters in the trailer, including Venom. Venom! 
uh, Venom, Ghost Rider, uh, someone else. <laughs> There's a lot of characters I don't really recognize. I'm, um, but they also revealed that Spider-Man will be a part of the game, too. Uh, if you pre-order now, uh, you can get the Legendary Edition, which will have a season pass and 23 premium skins at launch included in that. So there you go. <clears throat> All right. Now, this was probably the most... I mean, this was the moment that I actually was like, whoa! You know, I, it was a really fun moment. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge. Casey Jones joins the roster. They, they This was one of my favorite reveals. Casey Jones coming in. I mean, it, it only makes sense. I mean, you got you got everyone else in there. Um, it, it only makes sense to have Casey Jones join, join up. Um, they've, they've done a really good job of keeping this under wraps. I mean, even like the collector's editions that they showed off from limited run games and stuff like that didn't have Casey Jones. Um, and now that he's a part of the game, they are, they do have him in the, uh, in the thing. So yeah, there's a six player mode that you can play all at the same time with couch co-op. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, look, his gameplay just looks good. I, I, you know, Casey Jones is the heartthrob of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Um, you know, he's got this hockey mask and hockey stick. You know, he's just a good guy trying to trying to help out. And he joins with up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the game's going to arrive uh, the 16th of June. Is that what it said? Yes, 16th of June. Um, so if you want to check out the trailer, you can do so on PlayStation's YouTube channel. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. Very excited for that. Saints Row revealed that you can actually, uh, ahead of launch, start... Uh, customizing your character it's called the boss factory uh so if you want to you can check out the customization options in the game they give you like a uh, like a nude model that doesn't have any junk or anything like that and essentially you can customize your character to your heart's content so you know how i was saying i really like the zombie mode in like saints row 4 it looks like you have a vampire mode in this game where you can become a vampire uh, or a green goblin, uh, but they, they, it doesn't seem to like have anything that that um, that's like the grunts from the zombie game, right? That, that I thought was so funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there are a ton of options for you know customizing your character. I've seen plenty of people you know already make themselves or you know famous people. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's called uh, the Boss Factory, which you can. It says here that you can actually create your character now. If you want to, so you can try that out. Uh, Midnight Fight Express. Uh, this I don't remember this game actually. Um, it's kind of like a cartoonish fighting game, almost in like the same vein as Sifu, if I'm not mistaken. It kind of it kind of reminds me of Sifu in a lot of ways, especially in the art style. Uh, it looks like it's like a top-down brawler. Uh, you can use the environment to your advantage. You just kind of punch around and try and take out people. Uh, that's coming August 23rd. Um, another game... Uh, Witchfire, after a five-year high, you know, since its debut five years ago, there really hasn't been much seen about Witchfire. Um, but they finally got a trailer uh, for the game's show. Uh, they showed off, like, a pistol that the guy was using. There's also, like, a kind of like a machine gun, submachine gun type thing. Uh, the gameplay looks pretty good. Looks really fluid. Um, the graphics look amazing. Um, but uh, this is going to be a first-person shooter. 
and essentially you're just you're hunting you're hunting you're hunting witches. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 showed off an entire campaign mission, or well, sort of. It was like an eight minute campaign mission. Uh, graphically looks looks good. Um, the one thing that still bugs me is like, okay, we're getting the whole cast of of the Modern Warfare franchise together when it really doesn't make any sense to me. Now, could they be jumping around in the timeline a, a bunch? Yes, obviously. Um, but, you know, they're having, like, Ghost and Gaz and Soap team up, right? And Gaz dies at the end of Call of Duty 4, and Ghost doesn't appear until Modern Warfare 2, and Soap does not join the group until the beginning of, of COD 4, um, Captain Price is going to be there, obviously. I, I, I do think that they are going to jump around in the timeline. So Gaz will come back because they'll be going back in time and retconning something or whatever, you know. Um, still pretty annoyed that they're naming this Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It just doesn't seem like a good naming convention. Like, it's just, it's just stupid. I know there's people online who are like, oh, you're just an idiot if you can't tell the difference between Modern Warfare 2 from back then and Modern Warfare 2 now. It's like, that's not the point. The point is, when I'm talking about Modern Warfare 2 now whether it be the new game or the old one, I have to say, Modern Warfare 2, 2022. I can't just say the name of the game. Like, they could have they named this Modern Warfare 2 Ghost's Revenge or something like that. Like, come on. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, the graphics look good, and I'm sure the gameplay is fine. I just, I'm really not into, into this, uh, this whole, like, trying to get your heart into it because of nostalgia for ghost and stuff like that i mean he's plastered on the front of the of the freaking game box you know what i'm saying i and and the other funny thing is watching this gameplay your soap you go from being on a boat to attacking an oil rig or whatever and then you grapple down and you're gonna go to a cargo ship and it's like we've had we've had levels like this before where you attack an oil rig you know the only easy day was yesterday is what the is what that level's called the cargo ship modern warfare you know, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, that's, like, the first mission in the game. Like, why are we combining these ideas now? Like, this is nothing unique or new. It's just, it's the same thing twice in one, it's the same thing, two two of the same things, similar things in one level. It's kind of stupid, honestly. Uh, if they can't think of better level ideas than being on a cargo ship in a Modern Warfare game, then I really, I really don't know what to say. I think the, I think the one thing that they wanted to show off in this level was that oh look look at the variation of of level uh, you know things we have in the game like oh you go from an oil rig to a cargo ship wow look how different the environment is like okay fine but maybe show off a level that's not just the same as two we've seen before in the past <laughs> maybe that would make me more interested mm, I don't know anyway that was shown off uh, like I said before they're keeping their um, promise with PlayStation so PlayStation will be getting content first for the game including the early access beta or open beta um, and the game is set to launch August 28th still if you don't remember or 25th 25th uh, so if you want to check that out you can um, they are actually forcing people to buy the more expensive version of the game. So if you buy the PS4 version, it will automatically come with a next-gen upgrade, and you'll have to pay the full $70 price tag for the game no matter what. Uh, so take that with what you will. All right. <clears throat> they showed a little trailer about Gotham Knights. Nothing crazy. It, it, it only showed Nightwing, and it was a very short trailer, so no, no need to talk about that. 
Um, a Retro Fellow's probably pretty happy about this one. One Piece got a pretty substantial trailer. Uh, no release date yet for the game, but they showed all, you know, all the different characters and stuff like that you can expect to see in the game. Um, they just gonna, they just did like a quick, like, you know, hey, this character's here, and this character's here, and this character's here. They didn't really show too much of the game off other than the fact that you're going to be, you know, third-person adventuring around an area. Uh, and that's coming in 2022. Still no release date for that yet. Metal Hellsinger it has a demo available right now. And if you want to buy the game, it's going to be coming out September... Uh, in September. Uh, September 15th, if you want to check that out. This is the game where you play along to the metal beat. Uh, it has bands like Lamb of God and stuff like that uh, helping with vocals and stuff. Um, even System of Down's lead singer helped out with some vocals in the game, uh, which is going to make for a pretty interesting experience. Uh, you're just you're killing you know you're killing demons to the beat. Uh, looks pretty cool. Like I said, there's a demo out right now. I wanted to play that before I recorded this, but obviously I didn't do that. Uh, my apologies. Uh, maybe I'll get around to it next week, or maybe I'll just forget about it in general. Um, but I am interested in this. It is wishlist on my Steam, uh, so I'm definitely going to be picking this up when it comes out. A game called Flashback 2 is coming is coming back. Uh, the last game was in 1995 on the PS1. Uh, it was a 2.5D perspective... Uh, yeah, I have really no information about this. I, I never played the original Flashback, uh, but it looks like they're keeping maybe the style of the original game. It's hard to say. Um, after his victory over Master Brain in the first episode, Conrad and his allies are once again confronted with Morphus, who threatens all civilization. There you go. And... Da -da, a game called the Soul Hackers 2. Kind of like an anime game. Uh, was shown off as well. Uh, I think this is like an English dub for it. So I think it's been out in Japan, but they finally did an English dub for the game. They had a few, I think they had like two or three anime games in a row that they kind of were very similar talking about it. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much all the, the big things that I wanted to talk about for the regular Summer Games Fest lineup. All in all, a pretty good show. Probably the best show of the weekend for sure. Um, lots of cool things in there. Callisto Protocol, you know, getting to see a lot of games in action, you know, the the reveal of a demo available for Metal Hellsinger, seeing Modern Warfare 2 play out a level and get even more angry, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but, but, you know, there wasn't, like, a huge reveal, and the, re the huge reveal that was at the end was spoiled ahead of time, so I'm trying not to take that into account. Um, so overall, you know, if the state of play from a, from last week was like a 9.5, uh, the summer game fest from this week is like a 7.5, you know, it's not super amazing. I only got really excited once. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was fine. All right. After that was the future games show. Uh, I don't really have much to talk about dirt for this one. Uh, there was a game called turbo golf racing, which is coming in August. It kind of looks like Rocket League, except with golf, uh, which is, is exactly what, you, what what I wanted to hear. Um, looks like you get like power ups, like a nuke that you can shoot at enemies uh, or other players. Um, but yeah, essentially, it, uh, like I don't I don't think it's made by Sonics. Is it? I don't think it's made by Sonics. I think it's uh, I think it's just an indie developer who took the concept of, of hitting balls with cars and made an eight, you know, made a golf game. Um, yeah, but this is going to have a beta on June 11th through the June 20th. If you want to check that out 
And it's going to be out in August 4th, 2022. American Arcadia got a little, whoops, got a little thing. Uh, this is going to be a game from Blue Games, out of the Blue Games. It's an it's a exclusive insight into a dark side of reality TV in American Arcadia, which is coming soon. So essentially, it seems like you play as a character inside of like a TV show. Maybe he doesn't know he's in the TV show, kind of like the um, the Truman Show almost. Uh, that, that which could be a kind of interesting concept for for a game. Um, looks like there's a little bit of puzzle elements in there, stealth elements, obviously. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll see how that goes. Alaskan Truck Simulator is coming to consoles in 2022. Uh, just a game where you have, where you have truck in the Alaskan wilderness. Obviously, there's a lot of different, you know, kind of weather conditions you can drive in Alaska, including you know heavy snow, rain, sun for maybe a few months. Uh, it looks like you also can go like home or whatever, and you can, uh, you know, customize your home. Obviously, you have your, like your bed inside your truck as well. That you can customize. You can looks like you can also customize the outside of your truck as well. So there is a free demo on Steam if you want to try that out, and it's out in quarter four of 2022. There's a game called the Entropy Center, which is kind of like a sci-fi. Almost like a Half-Life style game. Uh, the first part of the trailer shows you using a gun that reverses time, essentially, which is kind of cool. He, there's a gun has a little smiley face and a cute little voice. Um, so it seems like you're going to be going through this world using this gun, almost like a portal gun slash gravity gun slash, you know, time shifting device. Seems really cool. I I, I really dug the the way that uh, they they presented it. Um, if you want to check that out, obviously there's a trailer on Games Radar or anywhere like that. It looks like there's also some evil robots you got to contend with as well. Not too bad. Um, but yeah, you can you can check this out later in 2022. It's coming to consoles and PC. Uh, no confirmed release date yet, but you can wishlist it now. A game called Brewmaster, which is a beer brewing simulator, is going to be available in 2022. Uh, I liked the art style for, like, the cover image, like the thumbnail, but when you get into the actual game, it looks more like Cooking Simulator, which, you know, is not, like, an amazing art style. Uh, but essentially, you're just going to be running a brewery. Uh, I think you can actually... I think they mentioned that you can make, like, moonshine if you want to in the game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, essentially, you run a brewery. You, you're, you're, kind of, you're combining things. You're adding pressure. You're trying to get the perfect tasting beer. Uh, and this is only coming to Steam right now, and there will be a demo available uh, doo -doo -doo. it's actually available right now if you want to try that out. If you want to brew your own brewskis, some brewskis with the bros, you know how it goes. A game called Bramble the Mountain King uh, showed off a trailer. It is kind of like a puzzle platformer in the same vein as something like, you know, uh, Limbo, but it's inspired by Nordic folklore. Bramble the Mountain King is coming soon to PC and consoles. I really like the arts, like the direction they're taking this game. Um, it, it looks really interesting, kind of reminds me a lot of something like Limbo or something like that. Uh, looks like I might switch perspectives from 3D to 2D a, a little bit, though. Uh, you can wishlist it now if you want to, and it's coming in 2022. Do -do -do, game called Enemy of the State was also revealed, and it's coming 2024, so it's a little bit farther out than the other games that they showed off. Uh, not real much shown about the game other than it looks like it's going to be some sort of like first person shooter set in like the Al Capone gangster era. And you might be robbing banks up against other teams 
Uh, looks like it's a t- actually it looks like a top down shooter. So there you go. Take that with what you will. Bright Memory Infinite. This is the indie game that looks really impressive. Uh, it's coming to Xbox. I think Xbox Game Pass as well. They showed off a good amount of game, not really gameplay, but there's a little bit of cinematics there. It looks pretty, pretty good, pretty stylish. It looks a lot better than the original game that came from it. I think it was just called Bright Memory. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it's like a I think I think they describe it as like a Souls FPS or something like that. Not in the same vein as like Remnant from the Ashes, but it definitely has its own flair to it and you're you're just you're you're playing as this person this this woman who's uh, ripping apart demons and stuff and, and lots of different costume combinations and skins to unlock all that cool stuff so you want to check that out uh that's coming in june of 2022 i believe they said coming soon that's all they said oh it does it actually it's coming to switch and ps5 so i was wrong i think it is coming the xbox game pass though yeah whatever all right, a game called The Last Faith is a gothic horror Metroidvania that looks like a pixel art Bloodborne, and I was really interested in this because you know there's there's been concept art of like Bloodborne and pixel graphics that have looked really cool, um, but this kind of reminds me of Blasphemous, obviously. Uh, it's it's very very similar to Blasphemous actually. It's just it has a bit of a different style to it. Instead of it being more medieval, it's definitely more gothic in tone. You know, maybe a little bit Lovecraftian. Uh, it looks like it shares a lot of the same gameplay mechanics of you know being a Metroidvania. It looks like you have like a grapple hook. You gotta take out larger than life enemies at times. It looks like you have like the magic from Elden Ring with the swords that appear next to you. Um, I believe is this coming for the same studio as Blasphemous because it looks really similar. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but this is supposed to be coming in 2022. You can wishlist it now if you want to. Uh, I'm definitely sold on that. I'll probably be checking that out when it comes out. Tinykin has a release date now, August 25th, 2022. If you want to know more about that game, you can listen to the PAX Roundup episode. Uh, and other than that, uh, there's really nothing else that I was like super interested in. There's an airport simulator coming out. Uh, there's a game where... You play as like a, a, a person who crashes within a plane, kind of like ha- the book Hatchet, and you got to kind of survive out in the wilderness after being accustomed to like, you know, sci-fi, futuristic stuff. Uh, F1 Manager coming in 2022. Divine Knockout, which is kind of like a third-person brawler, is coming soon. Uh, Planet of Lana, which is a puzzle platformer, is coming in 2022 as well. Has a very nice kind of like watercolor art style, very nice looking game. And finally, uh, a game called Ill, which is another sci-fi uh, horror game. Uh, essentially looks like The Thing, except maybe a bit more grotesque in a lot of ways. If you've seen the original Thing, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Uh, they didn't show much other than a, a clip of gameplay where you see The Thing absorb a person and then run away or walk away and make a lot of noise. Called Ill, if you want to check that out, it's supposed to be coming... It doesn't say when it's going to be coming. It just says 2022. So that show uh, had some things that I was interested in, obviously, but there was a lot of like, oh, it's another simulation game. Oh, it's another simulation game. Uh, so that's probably like a four, four and a ten there. That that show, not amazing. Would you should you watch it? No, I think it's more you just you know look up the stuff online. Devolver Digital had a had a showcase after that. Uh, they started off by revealing that Cult of the Lamb is coming August 11th, and they had a, a new trailer for that. Very excited to see that that's coming soon. They revealed a new game called Angry Foot, which actually has really interested me too. It looks like you use your 
angry foot to break open doors, kick enemies. You also have a gun and stuff like that that you can use as well. Um, it looks really interesting. looks very stylish, uh, you know, using your foot for a lot of combat along with the weapons and stuff like that. Definitely something that I'm going to check out. I mean, Devolver Digital and their development studios are always pushing the limits on, you know, just the fun factor of things. So it's, it's definitely going to – it definitely really caught my eye uh, when they showed off this game. Uh, they had a little trailer for Card Shark. Obviously, it's already out. I talked about that last week, so if you want to listen to that episode, you can. Um, but I love Card Shark. It's a very good game. If you haven't played it yet, there's a demo that you can that you can try out right now. The Plucky Swire, Squire. This is another game that really caught my eye. Uh, not only because of the art style, but because of just how unique of a concept this kind of is. Essentially, you start as a character in a book, and you, you kind of write your own story for a little bit. You go through some platforming sections, 2D stuff as well. And then all of a sudden, you jump off the page, and it becomes like a 3D kind of game, where you play you play as like your 3D character outside the game doing basic melee combat and you can like go into other worlds like there's a coffee mug that has like a space theme on it and you can go into that world or you can create a jetpack and or you can stop stuff with your with gum and it just really looks cool so uh that's supposed to be coming in 2023 pretty much to everywhere definitely going to be checking that out uh, I, I already have it wish listed on my steam account another game called skate story was revealed uh, this is a game. It's 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 a it's a lot different than like a Tony Hawk game. Uh, the characters are all like diamondy, and the the environments you skate in are very sci-fi. It looks really cool. It kind of looks like a, like a synthwave aesthetic uh, in a lot of ways. Very very interesting. Um, apparently you are a demon though, so it's not synthwave. Maybe it's demon wave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're just doing tricks and stuff in I guess limbo or in in hell. I, I'm not sure. Um, it looks very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, that's coming in 2023 as well. And that was pretty much it. I don't think there was anything else after that, right? Uh, I think that was pretty much it. Uh, a very solid showcase. A very short one, though. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed what I saw from the, show, the showcase. Uh, I, I think that it was a very good show. Yes, it was a little bit short, but I think that, you know, the reveals were very interesting. It was all games that I was interested in. Uh, and, and new games that I am now checking out. So, you know, if you want to check that out, uh, you know, the Devolver Digital Showcase was very good. Um, probably give it like an 8 out of 10. Very, very good showcase. All right. Day of the Devs came right after that. Uh, there was, I mean, there, there's a lot of games that I was, like, kind of interested in. Um, this is obviously a lot of indie games. Uh, and the first one they showed off was, was a game called Time Flies. Essentially, you play as a game as a fly... And depending on where you live, uh, the life expectancy is how long your fly is going to live in seconds. So if you if, if the average age expectancy is 77 in America, then you only have 77 seconds to complete all the all, the, all that you can in the game. Uh, it's a very minimalistic style with a line drawn graphics, almost looks like it's drawn in paint. Uh, but I I think I like the idea. Um, they didn't give like a release date or anything like that, obviously. Uh, but it's coming in 2023, if you want to check that out. A Little Left is a puzzle game that has you sorting, stacking, and organizing items to solve puzzles hidden among uh, household objects. Keep an eye out for a mischievous cat who also occasionally uh, undoes your your tidy work. So it's a very interesting game uh, made... Uh, these, these people, like... They, they, it was this very interesting art style where it's kind of like... 
I don't know how to exactly explain it. Essentially, it looks like a coloring book, right? Where someone's colored in the lines. Uh, the, the puzzles are very, uh, very interesting. They also have, uh, along with that art style, they also have real life stuff that you can interact with and do, uh, which is pretty cool as well. Um, and obviously with the cat, they have sometimes the real cat, sometimes it's the cartoon cat. Interesting concept. Very, very interesting concept. Definitely worth looking into. That's coming in 2022, and it's called A Little to the Left. Baron Breakfast was revealed. Uh, this is like a um, uh, kind of like a management game where you play as a friendly bear who is uh, trying to renovate and have people live at this hotel that he's working on. It's kind of like Sims, except it's a bed and breakfast, right? Bear and breakfast, bed and breakfast, funny times. There's different locations you can go to to build your bear and breakfast. Uh, obviously, there's you know stuff you need to learn, craft you need to do, cooking you need to do, recipes you can learn. This is coming July 28th, 2022. Uh, probably not a game for me. I, I like the concept, and I think it's cute, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of, of, of management games. Um, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. Uh, still TBA <laughs> on that one. Uh, there was a game called Roots of Pacha, which is a farming simulator. Uh, right now, there's no release date for it yet, but it's you know it's kind of in the same vein as like Stardew Valley. Uh, it has a bit of a different art style, obviously, and you are in prehistoric times, so you're seeing mammoths and saber-toothed tigers, and you're trying to uh, leave your mark on the past. So if you want to check that out, there's a trailer now on Roots of Pacha's YouTube channel. Another game that's to be announced, uh, or to be determined when it's going to come out, is called Desta, The Memories Between. You'll relive memories, rediscover friends, and fix past relationships in a unique turn-based strategy exploration through dreams and regrets from the creators of Monument Valley and Alba, a wildlife adventure. Art style looks really interesting. I like that a lot. Um, apparently, this game was created, like, was started its its journey in Dreams, the PS4 game, which is kind of interesting. Uh, other than that, really can't say too much about it. They're still in the middle of working on it, so yeah, there you go. Schism, Schism, Schism is a game about jumping from shadow to shadow in a challenging and lively environment. It's a 3D platform that takes elements of light and animation and adds it directly to the gameplay, delivering an experience that on, that will only find that you'll only find in Shrim. So it, it does look very interesting. You, you're pretty much a black blob, and you need to stay in the shadows in order to survive. And you can jump out of the shadows to other shadows, but you got to make sure you're always moving around with the shadows and going from shadow to shadow. Very cute art style, very nice art style. It's definitely a game that I'm going to look out for. Uh, but like I said, it's it's a, it's another game that has, doesn't have a release date yet. Oh man, there was there was a, a, a two more games here. One's called Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. This was started on Gick, on Kickstarter. It just launched on Kickstarter. You're going to explore a dream world armed with toys, candy, stuffed animals in a colorful in a colorful platforming Metroidvania adventure. Um, from what they showed off, looks interesting. Um, if you want to, you can check out the Kickstarter now, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, essentially you are in Dreamland and it's like a 2D platformer kind of game. Um, not amazing art style, but, uh, you know, kind of an interesting concept, I suppose. And finally, a game called Fox and Fo Frog Travelers, the Demon of Abdashino Island, uh, was announced. And right now it doesn't have a release date either. Uh, in this game, it's a 3D action adventure game with a Japanese-inspired atmosphere. You'll play as Fox, a girl who finds herself on Adashino Island and starts traveling with Frog. 
Tory gates, food food stall lanterns, and neon signs give light and color to the island. Something is lurking in the shadows um, and is inching ever closer. Fox and Frog Travelers is currently under development by Rias. Okay. Um, art style, very interesting art style. Um, it looks like it's going to be kind of, it almost looks like a, a point and click game almost uh, with the art style. But if it's an action adventure game, you know, it seems like it's going to be a little bit different. But kind of interesting, I suppose. Uh, maybe not my cup of tea, but maybe someone out there who likes Fox Girls might like that. And that was the Day of the Devs. All in all, uh, interesting show because these, in, in this show, Unlike your Summer Games Fest, your State of Plays, your, you know, Devolver Digital events, uh, they actually talk to the developers. The developer talks to you. Um, you get more personality behind the game because of the personality of the creator themselves. Um, always like to see that kind of thing. Kind of like how Nintendo does it in their indie directs, but, you know, a lot more time spent on each game. Uh, all in all, it was good. It was like a 6 out of 10. Uh, can't say I was, like, super, super, like, excited for anything in this, but... It was very interesting, very, very much enjoyable to watch. And the last thing I'm going to talk about here is the Xbox Game Showcase, uh, which happened the day that I'm recording this. I'm actually recording this a couple, like maybe an hour after it was done. Maybe a little bit more. Once again, probably not going to go in order, but I'll try my best. <clears throat> so the first thing that they showed off was Redfall. This this showcase really started out really, really good. Uh, Redfall, they showed gameplay... Obviously, it was the gameplay of, like, someone playing it to show off how beautiful the game looks and, you know, all that. Um, well, they showed, you know, they showed the gameplay off. It looks good. I mean, it's definitely, like, a Left 4 Dead uh, with a with a Borderlands kind of, maybe, like, a Borderlands style. Uh, they showed that each character is going to have its own unique abilities, as I mentioned when they originally showed this game off. Uh, one of them one of them has a robot named Remy. I know. Pretty close to me. Uh, it's a little robot that you can send out. Another person has, like, a a shield, and they can also make make a, 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 a booster pad for someone. There's another guy who can put down, like, a staff and turn all vampires to stone, which is probably an OP power, in my opinion. Um, other than that, I mean, the game looks fine. You know, it looks like you have to do something special to kill vampires. You can't just shoot them. You know, you got to, like, stun them with your gun, and then you got to shoot them with, like, a flare gun or stab them with a wood, wooden spike uh, bayonet, you know, something like that. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much Left 4 Dead with vampires. Uh, maybe it's a little bit different because, you you know, it's not just like a horde of enemies. It seems like maybe it's, it's a little bit scaled back on the enemy stuff. But, you know, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. Obviously, there's going to be a skill tree. There's going to be weapons you can find, etc., etc. Uh, and that is going to be coming next year in 2023. All right. Next up was actually a huge surprise. Like I said, this, this show started off with, with like... It was a, a great. It was it was gearing up to be a really great show. Hollow Knight Silk Song was announced for the Xbox Game Pass Day One. After not hearing much about Silk Song for a while, we may have found out why we haven't seen it at Nintendo Directs because Xbox has snagged up Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, they showed off some gameplay. Obviously, it's much it, it's a it, you know it's 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 much different from the original Hollow Knight with this with this other character that you're going to be playing as. Um, very, very, I mean, it looks really good. It just, it looks really good. I can't wait to get my hands on this. Um, and that is coming. They didn't, they didn't say it was, you know, when it was coming, but they said that when it comes out is, it is coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is pretty cool. High on Life 
uh, is a game that was that was shown off. Uh, it was it was a very interesting game. It, I think it's made by Justin Royland, who was the the person behind Rick and Morty. Uh, essentially, you play with these guns that have unique personalities with them. Um, yeah, it is is from that same creators. Uh, it, it just it seems really funny. I I like the art style of the game. It's very cartoonish yet ugly in in some ways. Um, it seems like there's a lot of unique weapons and stuff you can use. Uh, I like that the weapons have like personalities. They they actually talk to you and stuff like that. It does have that humor from like a Rick and Morty. You know, Justin Roiland has a very uh, uh, a very dis- you know uh, unique humor kind of to his games and to his shows so if you don't like his humor you might not want to check this out but i think it looks pretty cool i i i I think it looks pretty good um i think that this is uh gonna be a game that i definitely check out uh did they say when it was going to be released Mm, they did not have a release date for it but uh it is it is confirmed to be coming to xbox game pass when it launches so that's pretty good. The one thing that this that this uh, show did did well was they actually showed gameplay for things. You know, lots of gameplay in there, new stuff we hadn't seen before. I give them props for that for sure. Because that was one of the biggest criticisms from the E three show uh, last year with with Xbox. Uh, Riot Games sh- uh, revealed that all their all their games are going to be coming to Xbox Game Pass, and you will get all characters champions agents etc and each of their games all for free so xbox probably paid out the ass for this so league of legends uh league of legends wild rift valorant legends of runeterra and team fight tactics they all are coming to xbox game pass and you will get everything unlocked for free as long as you have xbox game pass pretty good deal if you're a fan of these types of games after that, they showed Plague Tale Requiem gameplay. It looked very good. I'm very interested in this game. I do want to play the original game before this one comes out. Uh, but it seems like they're changing up that gameplay style. It goes from more of a passive experience where you're trying to avoid combat to an experience where, yeah, there are still stealth elements, but you can defend yourself maybe later on in the game, maybe not early in the game. Um, but definitely definitely interested in that. Looks really impressive. And as you know, it's coming to Xbox Game Pass in 2022. Now, this is where the show started to take a bit of a dip. Uh, They spent way too much time on Forza Motorsport, uh, which is the next game in the Forza series. Um, Yes, does it look beautiful? Yes, it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It looks beautiful. Obviously, though, it's not a very interesting game to most people, including myself. Uh, like, Like I said, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. It looks great. But to spend as much time as they did on this, about five, six minutes in this in this showcase was a little bit too much uh, because it was just a game that's, it's kind of has, I mean, it's a simulation racing game. It is a bit more niche than something else, you know, whatever. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, speaking of kind of more niche titles, um, they are adding new content to the game to celebrate the, what, 30th anniversary of the Flight Museum or something like that. Um, So you got, you know, the the original, you know, Orville and, and Wilbur, what is their names? Wilbur and Orville Wright playing, uh, there's, there, there's, they just, they added a bunch of like old school planes to the mix, you know, uh, planes that were kind of like the starts of their respective, uh, plane types, you know, they added a bunch of those. in. so you can fly like a glider, you can fly 
the original Orville and whatever guy. Uh, they added helicopters to the game, too. So, you know, it's the 40th anniversary of Flight Simulator, and I believe it's the 30th anniversary of the Flight Museum. Maybe it's not. Maybe I, maybe I read that wrong. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but also, they also revealed that you'll be able to fly the Pelican in Flight Simulator now, and the Pelican can reach really high heights on the globe. Uh, it's a free add-on that you can play right now if you want to. So that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. All right, Overwatch 2 is launching free-to-play in October for all consoles. Um, they also showed off the new character that's in the game, who's like a Australian, kind of like a Junkrat kind of character. Um, but they kind of showed a little bit of what she can do. Not really that much. I thought that the trailer was kind of cringe, honestly, with the with the beginning of it. Um, the rest of it was fine. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Overwatch anymore. I don't think that's going to be a game that I'm going to be playing a lot of. I mean, maybe I'll try it out when it originally comes out. And if I get hooked, sure, whatever. Uh, but for the most part, you know, it, it just looks like Overwatch, except uh, it's got a new coat of paint and it's got some new characters. Um, I'm interested to see if the single player is going to be uh, paid for or if it's going to be DLC. They haven't really revealed that yet, but they did They did say, you know, free-to-play structure. So I'm guessing seasons, microtransactions, etc. on this. Aura History is coming to PC and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this game is kind of like that Humankind game that I talked about before, except it's made by a different developer, and they showed a fucking blimp in the trailer. What do you know? Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, nothing really revealed about it. I'm sure it's like another Civilization-type game where, you know, you just kind of do your thing. Uh, but it's so it's interesting that in Summer Games Fest, we have two games that are almost exactly the same, Humankind and this Aura game. I don't know, man. Elder Scrolls Online has a new thing coming to it called High Isle. High Isle. It's a whole. It's a completely new area, never before seen in the Skyrim or Elder Scrolls universe. Um, nothing much to say about that. I'm not a huge. I'm not a fan of Elder Scrolls Online, but that is coming June 21st. If you want to check it out, and it's free, I suppose. Right after that, they showed off more about the pit uh, for Fallout 76. Uh, they showed off the Pit, which is um, the Pittsburgh expansion for Fallout 76 that you can play. Uh, once again, not a fan of Fallout 76, so this did nothing for me. If it did something for you, that's great. Whatever. After that, Forza Horizon 5 revealed that they were teaming up with Hot Wheels. Essentially, there's going to be new tracks and stuff like that where you can drive around on Hot Wheel Orange race tracks, which is going to really change up some of these races. Uh, it looks really cool. I really like it when games do something bizarre like this. It looks like it's going to actually be better than the Hot Wheels game itself, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. I, I really think that that's going to draw a lot of people back in, maybe even me myself. As long as, I mean, it is an add-on, so I think you have to pay for it. Uh, but uh, it's going to be coming July 19th. Arc 2 did a very short trailer, and I laughed out loud when the freaking Vin Diesel... Vin freaking Diesel was riding a dinosaur. It's a very bizarre and very stupid looking, uh, known respecter of women. Vin Diesel is officially in arc two. Very odd, very odd indeed. And they showed off that it was coming in 2023. Nothing really new there. Scorn got a gameplay and a release trailer. Uh, this looks really, really good. Uh, the gameplay looks solid. The graphics look amazing. 
it seems like throughout the game you're going to be trying to like regain your humanity or something like that because throughout the game you can see that your hands and stuff are changing a little bit to being more you know pinkish rather than whitish you know pale whitish um looks really interesting definitely looks really interesting and the game is going to be coming um october 21st and that is of course coming to game pass if you want to check that out definitely looks really really cool uh definitely going to be checking that out when it comes out next up uh after that they took another nosedive well not really uh, there was a game called flintlock that they showed off i thought this was relatively a uh, interesting looking game um it definitely has like a mmo or moba type aesthetic to it but obviously it, it, it seems to be more like an action kind of rpg uh, you play as a character with a uh, axe or sword or whatever and many different abilities like archery magic etc it looks like you fight some bosses in there. It might be Souls-like, it might be not. They didn't really show too much about that, but, you know, some enemy designs in there look pretty cool. Looks like there's a good amount of boss fights. This is called Flintlock the Siege of Dawn, and that's coming in 2023. All right, Minecraft is releasing a new game called Minecraft Legends. Uh, when they said new game, I knew that it was going to be some bullshit like this, where it's like a dumbed-down, worse-looking Minecraft game. Like, how can you fucking say that Minecraft looks worse, right? Like, Minecraft is all blocks, you know, it's it's all whatever. But in, in Minecraft, there's like a 4K mod, like a 4K version of the game. It looks good now, like, the game looks fine. And then you go to a game like this, or Minecraft Dungeons, and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, this looks terrible. It just looks terrible in general. Like, it just doesn't not look good at all. Um, the gameplay, it seems to be... I don't know. It's it's like a, it's it's like an open-world game where you where you gather allies and you attack strongholds. I don't know. It just... It, it, I don't know. It, like, fuck. I, I just don't care. I just don't care. I just... I really don't care. At this point, I was really starting to get out of it. I mean, after this game, I was really starting to get out of it. So next up was Lightyear Frontier. This is a survival crafting game. Uh, you crash land on a planet, and you set up a life for yourself. And you, uh, with you, with you and your friends, grow crops, sell crops, and discover the secret of the planet that you're on. And then they showed off a trailer for Gunfire Reborn, which is a game that's been around for a while, but it's finally getting a release on Xbox, I suppose. It's a first-person, uh, kind of like a first-person. Metroid, uh, not Metroid, I'm sorry, uh, roguelike, uh, where you just kind of shoot your way out of areas. It's coming in October. Nothing crazy there. Like I said, the game's already been around for a while. I, I don't, it's not really that interesting. A uh, game called The Last Cause of Benedict Fox. This one did interest me. I thought that this one looked pretty good. It's like a side scrolling action adventure game uh, where you play as this guy who's being possessed by some sort of demon. Uh, you can use him to your advantage. Uh, and you also fight enemies and discover what happened in your past. Uh, looks pretty good. I like the graphical style. It's it's kind of Lovecrafting in there as well. Uh, that is coming in spring 2023. Another game called As Dusk Falls was shown off. Uh, this game is really, really weird, okay? This is a game that I was very confused on because the concept seems pretty good. The story seems pretty solid to the game. Something about a small town and they, you know you get swept up in this in the in in some sort of bank or shop robbery or something like that it's hard to say uh but what they did is they designed the game around these still images for the characters even though there's 3d models and environments around them and essentially it has like that aesthetic of a you know uh uh, uh um what's your call uh 
what a, a fucking narrative game, a point and click narrative game. It has that aesthetic where the characters, they don't really move fluidly. They're just like, you know, it's like uh, every frame, it's like one frame per second, right? Essentially. It just looks, just the aesthetic looks really weird. I, 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 I get what they're going for, but I just, you know, I, I mean, it just doesn't look good the way that they did it. Um, but whatever. I think that this story is probably going to be pretty good. I mean, it's another one of those games that, you know, you kind of choose your adventure. There's plenty of different branching paths, stuff like that. And that is also coming to Xbox Game Pass when that comes in July, coming July 19th. So it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. I'll check it out. I'll see how it is. If it's a sleeper hit, that's great. Um, but they, you know, they gave time to this game, the Xbox Game Showcase. And I got to say, it does just does not look amazing. A game called Naraka Blade Point uh, is coming. Um, I guess it's coming to Xbox for the first time. There's already millions of players online. It's it looks like a it looks like a battle royale, but it's all melee based. I think I talked about a game similar to this back on the podcast, and I hated it. So I really was just not digging this whole thing. Um, that's coming June 23rd. If you want to check that out. Here's a game that I actually found interesting called Pentiment. Uh, this is a game where you play as you, you, you like play inside of like a painting, like an old Renaissance painting or whatever, or medieval painting. And essentially, um, you, you, you play through like, oh man, it's hard. I can't remember exactly. You play as a, you journey through the eyes of a journeyman artist, Andreas Mahler, during a time of great social unrest. Led by, the game is brought to life by a talented team. Okay, I get it. It, it looks interesting. That's all I gotta say. It's coming from a city and entertainment. It looks interesting. It looks like there's puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, I'm I'm interested in that. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's called Pentiment, and it's coming November this year. And just when I thought things were getting better, uh, they showed off a trailer for Grounded, which has been around for quite some time now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's already on Xbox Game Pass, but apparently there is a full release coming now with a new story involved in there where you. Uh, you help a robot or whatever. I'm not sure. I was not into it. I almost fell asleep during this. Another game called Araban Shadow Legacy was announced. Uh, they didn't show too much off of this game, but it looks like a stealth game, kind of in the same vein as Aragami, if you know what that game is. Uh, essentially, you stick to the shadows, and you try and avoid light and get around robots. Uh, it's a top-down perspective. I think the trailer looked cooler than the actual gameplay itself, but... I mean, I'll check this game out. I didn't, I didn't mind it aesthetic, aesthetically how it looked. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a cool game, but I wasn't like blown away by it. So that's coming sometime in the near future. Diablo Four got a trailer for the Necromancer. Uh, I'm, 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 I mean, look, I'll probably play, I'll probably play the game. I'm not a big Diablo fan, but I'll probably play the game just to check it out. Um, the trailer looked good. I, I can't, I can't say much other than that. I mean, the little bit of snippets of gameplay they showed off in the gameplay showcase was pretty, pretty interesting looking. I like, I like the environments. I think the environments look good. Uh, they showed off some gameplay for each of the classes and stuff like that. Um, they devoted a, about five minutes of time to this game and I was kind of getting burned out by the end of this. Um, but then they revealed that there's going to be end game content where you team up with other players and you beat a big raid boss. And I was like, okay, you're losing me. You know, that main story better be freaking good. Cause I'm not, I'm not a guy to play end game content like this, where it's like a whole, like, ah, oh, once you get to the end game content, that's when the game really starts, you know, like destiny and stuff like that. I'm not a guy to play those types of games. 
So hopefully the story is good enough to keep me invested. If not, I'll probably drop off of it pretty quickly. But it is coming to Xbox Game Pass if you want to check it out. And that's coming in 2023. And right after that, they showed Sea of Thieves. And they added something new to Sea of Thieves. Uh, essentially, you can save your ship loadouts and become the captain of your ship, customize the inside of your ship, etc., etc. Name your ship. So if you want to name it Bodie McBoatface, you can. Um, this is something that I feel like should have been added to the game a long, long time ago. Uh, it seems like something that I, I thought would have been in the game from release, but what do you know? So that's, uh, that's coming June 21st, uh, to see a Thieves, get, you know, whatever. A game called Ravenlock was shown off. Uh, this is, um, this is like a pixely kind of game. It looks, it has a very interesting art style. It's, it's kind of pixelated, um, while also being like 3D. It's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland type thing where you get sucked into a mirror and you fight like these crazy beasts in like a third person fighting game. It does look interesting. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this for sure. Ravenlock, uh, that's coming uh, 2023. A game called Cocoon was shown off and I was actually very interested in this one. Uh, this 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 uh, this game it has a very interesting concept where you are birthed from some sort of egg and you use these orbs, and you solve puzzles with these orbs. And every time you solve a puzzle, you get sucked into the orb into a whole nother world. Very cool aesthetically, one. And two, looks very nice gameplay-wise as well. Uh, if you want to check out that trailer, I think it, it, it it's better to see. So if you want to check that out, go to, to the Xbox's YouTube channel. That will be coming to Game Pass. Uh, coming soon, it says. So there's no release date for that. Almost done here, folks. Woe Long, Fallen Dynasty. Uh, this is uh, coming from Team Ninja. Uh, as soon as this game was was shown and, and Team Ninja's thing, the logo flashed on the screen, I called out for Kalos' name, but he was not there. Um, if, if you know, it's coming from Team Ninja, you know that the combat is is, is at least going to be uh, very well done. Uh, the story seems to be, you know, kind of maybe like a Nioh-ish or Neo-ish kind of game. Um, I don't know, they didn't really reveal too much of it, um, but Xbox did say that, hey, we're working really hardcore close with, uh, with, the, some Japanese studios like Ninja, Team Ninja, to try and get more Japanese games on Xbox, because that's something that is lacking on Xbox, obviously. Uh, and right after that, they followed it up by, by showing that the Persona series is coming to Xbox and PC for the first time ever. Uh, Persona, uh, Portable, Persona 4, and Persona 5 are all coming to Xbox and PC, and I believe that they're coming to Xbox Game Pass? Yes. Yes. Uh, so Persona 5 Royale is coming the 10th of October, um, and the other games are going to follow after that. So, pretty cool. You know, pretty cool reveal there for people who are fans of Persona, and maybe they have an Xbox. And finally, the biggest reveal of the show was the Starfield gameplay. This is what I was waiting for the entire time. And it was a, I was really hoping to see some actual gameplay. And what do you know? Um, it looks great. It looks amazing, actually. Um, it just... It's one of those games that, like, you didn't... You know, you're expecting it to kind of look maybe Fallout or Skyrim-ish, but it definitely has its own vibe to it. Uh, the creature designs look amazing. The graphics look really good. 
Obviously, it's a big, 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 big world to explore. They reveal that there's over a thousand planets that you can get that you can go to. And like I said during the stream, I don't know if there's going to be actual things to do on these planets or if they're just going to kind of be randomly generated. Who knows? They showed off a good handful of screenshots and screen and, and gameplay segments from other planets, which looked good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, they showed off some weapons in the game. They showed off the crafting. They showed off the customization of your ship. You can customize your ship, but that's not all. You can also join covenants. You can join, uh, do different uh, plot lines with different place with different factions. You can do space combat. There is space combat in the game. Uh, you can you can make your character look however you want to. And also, there's a there's a skill tree kind of like Fallout Four. Um, but the big thing was that, you know, that reveal that like, okay, um, you can, you can build your own ship and you can fly your ship and you can do space combat with your ship. On top of that, you can go to a thousand different planets, uh, in this universe that they've set up all with their own solar systems and stuff like that. Very interesting. Very interesting. And then they also shed, uh, showed off that there's going to be like a settlement type thing that you can do in this game as well. You can build your own outpost. Uh, which will allow you to store resources and you can hire people to work in there and fabricate materials and stuff like that. I know it's a lot of information, but it's very cool. Um, if you're not sold on Starfield from this, I don't know what's going to sell you on it. And they reveal that it's coming in 2023 still, so it's a little bit of ways off, but it looks very impressive so far. Um, the one thing about Bethesda games, especially like the Skyrim and Fallout type games, is they are very buggy. So we will see if the new, if, if under Xbox's banner... Uh, if if the quality control is up, I mean, it looks, looks it looks great. You know, lighting particles graphically, you know, uh, sound design. I mean, it, it all looks really good, and the space combat looks looks really fun too. Can't can't deny that the space combat looks fun. The regular combat looks fun. The adventure aspect looks fun. It's gonna be a massive game. Probably gonna be another one of those hundred hour plus games that that you'll get lost in. Very cool. If it wasn't for Starfield at the end of this, I probably would have given this a five. Uh, but since the Starfield reveal was so good, uh, it gets bumped up to a seven. I think that the Starfield stuff was really worth the wait, honestly. Um, and there was a there was a couple things sprinkled in here that I was really interested in. Like I said, the beginning of the show was like knock knocking it out of the park park until uh, Forza came along and and slowed things down to a halt. It kind of picked back up a little bit in there, but it didn't really pick back up until Starfield was shown off. So. Um, you know, uh, kind of like a seven out of 10 kind of show, uh, still fun to watch for sure. Uh, maybe not fun, fun. I was kind of snoozing in the middle there, but you know, a good time anyway. Okay. Um, we're going to quickly switch over to the news. I have one news article for you, and then we're going to talk about the games I've been playing this past week. So what's in the news? As I said, a lot of stuff is being taken up by the gaming shows, but there is one thing that was revealed during all the hubbub that wasn't in a show, and that was that Nintendo is bringing over three Kirby games to its Nintendo Online service. All of the Super Nintendo games for Kirby are pretty much coming over. So uh, there is Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dream Land 3, and also Kirby Superstar, eight games in one collection. Um, I don't really know much about these Kirby games. I never played them, but it's nice to see three more games coming to the service. Um, it sounds like this Kirby Superstar 8 Games in One Saga 
maybe it's a collection of, of Kirby games. Um, Kirby's Dream Land 3 seems like a mainline series. And Kirby's Dream Course, I'm pretty sure, is like a racing type game, maybe. But I guess uh, I guess maybe someone else would know better than me. Uh, these games, uh, they don't have a release date for when they're coming yet, uh, which is it's probably going to be pretty soon. Uh, they Usually Nintendo does that. They'll reveal it, and then they'll release it like a week later. Okay, that's all the news I have for you. Woo, that was that was rough. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the final part of the show, which is going to be what have I been playing this past week? So the game I put the most hours into this past week was The Quarry so far. Um, I haven't played enough to be like, oh, the story's really basic or oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I've played enough uh, with the other half to kind of get a good gist of uh, of how the game's going to be. Uh, it's much more akin to, uh, you know, something like Until Dawn, you know. Until Dawn is another game by this company, and it was the last game that they made that I was, like, really impressed with. I had a really good time with it. I got the Platinum Trophy for it because I liked it so much. The Quarry seems to be going in that direction. Right now, it's a little bit slow. It's a lot longer of a game than Until Dawn. So, you know, they're, they're kind of building up the story a lot more slowly than something like that. Or one of their, like, Man of Medan kind of games. The Dark Pictures Anthology or whatever it was called. Um, so, this game is it's, it's probably going to be a little bit slower on the story side of things. But it is building up pretty well. Uh, they got the atmosphere and vibe of the game of the game you know, not nailed down. There is a confusing feature. Um, it seems like a lot of it is like an 80s kind of like VHS aesthetic in like the text and stuff like that, which doesn't make any sense to me seeing as everyone in the game has phones and it's based in like 2022, you know? And the other thing is the story, I'm hoping that the story goes a different direction than what I'm thinking it's going, but I'm pretty sure I kind of nailed down what's going to happen in the story with only the first few hours of gameplay, which is also what happened in Man of Medan. I pretty much first seen knew what was going on. Um... But I will wait for judgment on that until I've gotten through the game more. Because right now I'm at the end. I think we got to, um, we got to a part. We got to like right before like a big party was about to happen or whatever. So essentially, the story is that these camp counselors they get stuck at this, um, yeah, at at their camp essentially, and apparently, um, the camp is a bit dangerous uh, after the summer camp stuff ends. Um, so, you know, the, the director's like, you gotta you know, have everyone stay inside, everyone stay inside, and he drives away, and he's gonna be back in the morning. Well, of course, the kids aren't gonna stay inside, they think that he's just trying to scare them into being good, so they start adventuring around the camp, finding weird things, and, and uncovering some mysteries in the area, uh, for the, for the camp and the surrounding area, which is the, uh, the quarry, uh, which is the entire summer camp, so... So far, interesting. The graphics are really good. Uh, the graphics are great in the game. There's one character whose mouth seems a little bit too far away from her teeth. But other than that, everyone looks good. The facial animations are really well done. Um, the visuals in the game are, are, are very good. The voice acting is really, really good so far. Um, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with it, and I'm excited to play more of it eventually. Um, if you want to check the game out, uh, it is a bit pricey, uh, and I believe it only has a next-gen version, right? Uh, so you're going to be paying about $70 for it. So if you're not into, you know, these kind of like more like point-and-click adventure games, horror, you know, maybe stay away from it. But if you're a person who likes horror, likes the, you know, Until Dawn, Telltale kind of style... Uh, this this is gonna be a perfect game for you to play. It's it's very well it's very well done so far. I haven't really I haven't ran into any glitches yet, which is nice, you know. Um, and I I like the story that they're building. 
I just hope that it goes a different direction than what I'm predicting. That's all I'm saying. So the quarry so far, good. On the other end of that spectrum, Super Mario Strikers Battle League um, kind of is disappointing me a lot. Um, I was really excited for the game, and it was the first game that I wanted to play when I got home on Friday, and it just doesn't feel that good. It just it just feels it feels light, you know. When I played Battle whatever Strikers back in the day when I was a kid, it just it felt heavy. You know, you could feel the impact of your hits. You could, you know, it it, it, it was just it was just so. I wouldn't say violent per se, but you know, it was it was much more hard hitting than any other sports game in the Mario series. And it seems like Nintendo has Nintendoified Mario Strikers. It's, it's it, you you can still knock somebody into an electric fence or knock them over or you know bash them, but it just it, like there's no weight to your hit. You know, it just it's just it's kind of annoying too that they they put like a stamina system in there, so you can't you can't like run you know all the time and you can't dodge a lot. And you can't, you know, you have to, like, time your stuff precisely. And that's just not what I wanted in a Mario Strikers game, you know, because the first game, there's no stamina system. There's no, you can, you can go around hitting everyone you want. You can run the whole map if you want to. You can pass all you want. But in this game, you know, you got that stamina system and it kind of ruins the experience a little bit because now I can only run for a couple seconds. Now I can only tackle two times or dodge two times. You know, there's, there's, there's very limiting in a lot of ways, and it's kind of unfortunate. And the game, honestly, like, when I was watching the trailers and stuff like that, I thought the game was going to look pretty pretty nice. But when you actually play it on the Switch, uh, it just it just, it just doesn't look good, you know? It kind of reminds me of, like, Mario Aces or Mario Golf. It just has that same similar Mario sports game aesthetic, and it's unfortunate. Like, even the main theme for the game just doesn't have the same punch as the original game, and it's just kind of unfortunate because I was I was just so excited for this game, and I had a really bad taste in my mouth after about an hour of gameplay, and I was like, ugh, I feel like I've wasted my money, you know? I'm just, I'm, I'm just I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm tired of Nintendo pumping out these sports games for Mario and then not flushing them out enough or not keeping them true to their, to their form or making them too generic, you know? It's, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I don't know how much of this game I'm going to play. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even gotten into the gear system. <laughs> you go online and someone has the best gear and you don't have any gear, you're fucked. So, you know, good luck, I guess, Nintendo says to you. But, uh, yeah, so far, not really digging it. Honestly, right now, from my hour worth of gameplay, I would say hold off. And wait for a sale if you're interested in the game, because right now, as a as a person who was a huge fan of Mario Strikers, it's just not it's just not there, man, not there. Um, sorry, what can I say? I was also playing a game called Please Fix the Road, which is a pretty fun puzzle game uh, where essentially you 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 uh, you reconnect road pieces together, uh, and there's it's more than just that. So. You have spaces that you need to fill with different parts of roads, you know, railroad tracks, waterways, etc. And you have these cars, animals, boats, etc. that need to get to a certain point on the map. So you need to configure the the road and stuff like that in, in, in a way which they can get from one end to the other. The puzzle aspect starts building on top of each other. So instead of just being able to place pieces, you can now destroy pieces and place pieces. And you have a limited number of place, pieces you can place and a limited number of pieces you can destroy. Later on in the game, uh, there's a transfer one that you have to, you know, when you click on a piece, you have to transfer it somewhere else and replace it with another piece. So there's a little bit more of a puzzle element there. 
you can rotate pieces with a certain with a certain type of gameplay mechanic. You rotate the pieces instead of uh, when you pick them up. Um, there's another one where you take huge chunks of land and rotate it or bomb it or whatever. Um, you can also there's also a copy ability in there. You can copy road pieces and then make the roads from copies. Uh, just a bunch of really cool stuff in there. It's very aesthetically pleasing as well. The The presentation of the game is top-notch. Uh, for a game with 150 puzzles, they somehow made the transition from one puzzle to the next very, very satisfying, and it makes me just want to go to the next one. From, you know, snaking up and down in, from uh, to rotating and spinning to focusing in on a certain piece and then spinning around and revealing that there's a whole new thing there. I mean... It's a very aesthetically pleasing game. The soundtrack's good too. I like the soundtrack in the game. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm playing games like this on my PC, I'll pull up a YouTube video and start watching the YouTube or listening to the YouTube video. But the soundtrack's really good in this game. So the YouTube video is down lower than the than the music, which is uh, which is nice. You know, you don't usually see that. Um, other than that, uh, what have you else been playing? Um, Rogue Squadron Two. Rogue Leader. We played through that and finished it in one stream. It was like a two-hour game. I was very disappointed. I remember it being much more fun when I was a kid. Uh, you know, if, if you're if you're deciding to play between the first game or the second game, go with the first game. Has better game design, level design, I should say. Uh, the second game just seems like a really poorly done copy of the first game, right? There's levels that are reminiscent of the original one, but they're very short and they just you know, the game just doesn't feel good, you know. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how the third game holds up, seeing as the third game was the one that I played the most when I was a kid. Uh, but the second game, the game that I thought was my favorite one, um, definitely did not impress. And I ended up having to do the cheat for Infinite Lives very early on because the game was just so unfair with the... Uh, with, with just how many things were shooting you at one point. It was just ridiculous. If you watch the stream, you know... I try not to do that kind of stuff, but it was I, I I my hand was essentially forced. Um, let's see. I also we also uh, we finished God of War. Um, so uh, I am doing end game content right now. I was challenged by Greeny Waffles to do the hundred percent, so that's what we're going to be doing on stream uh, when we play God of War now. But I mean, the game is it's a it's a goat. It's it really is. It's a very very good game still to this day. Uh, I I understand why people named it the best game ever uh, it is very high up there it's it's probably gonna go into that category of only games that matter on my tier list there's s and then there's games that i feel like are like my favorites and i think that it is definitely gonna go up there um god of war we we've played every single god of war game beat them all and i gotta say the god of war series is 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 a lot better than what a lot of people a lot of people say i mean obviously it's a lot of the same gameplay mechanics you know hack and slashing um, but you have new, you have different things in each game, and it really, it really switches things up. Even the portable games for the PSP and Vita were good. I, I enjoyed them. I thought that they were good. The only one that, the only game that dipped in quality in the God of War series was Ascension, and I mean, you guys know my thoughts on that. I don't need to rehash that stuff. So, you know, this whole journey on the channel from going from God of War one all the way to God of War twenty eighteen has been incredible. It's really shown me that the game and the series is one of the best out there. Uh, it's it's up there. It's probably one of my favorite series, especially if Ragnarok blows us all away, uh, just like God of War 2018. Then, yeah, I think that it will cement itself as one of the, one of the best series out there. Um, you know, it kind of has the same problem as, like, Mass Effect, where it's like there's one dud of a game in there. There's one dud of a game that, that you go... Yeah, Mass Effect is my favorite series ever, except for Andromeda. We don't talk about Andromeda. You know, God of War, it's one of my favorite series ever, except for Ascension. We don't talk about Ascension, <laughs> you know. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, if, with how many games are in the God of War series, it's crazy to me that all you know, pretty much all of them were B were B tier and higher, except for Ascension, which I think I put at a D tier because it was just not very good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend any of the God of War games, but God of War twenty eighteen is definitely a very very strong game. It's very very good. It's definitely it's it's it's, it's at least S tier, if not better. Um, very very great great story, great atmosphere. Really great graphics, uh, lovely gameplay. The the hunt, the axe in the game is amazing to play as. And midway through the game, you get the Blaze of Chaos, which is just like one of those really uh, awesome moments in the game. Um, the the uh, the character growth between all the characters of the game, so good. Um, story beats, amazing. Places you go to, perfect. Uh, end game content, still pretty good. Uh, even though a lot of it is like grinding for this or that or doing challenges. <clears throat> It still feels good because the combat feels so good, and you, you know, it's it's not too difficult. So, um, yeah, I would I would rec- if you haven't played it yet, I would recommend playing, you know, God of War. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 uh, it's a very very good game, and I would recommend playing any of the God of War games, minus Ascension. And it kind of shows you like how far Ascension was gone because in the God of War collection you can buy for the PS3, which I recommend getting. It has all three. It has the three original games. It has the PSP games and you know Vita, and it just kind of goes eh, Ascension. Who <laughs> you know? Um, but you know, I recommend. I mean, I would recommend playing through the God of War series. It's a very fun story. It takes that mythologies and different mythologies from you know you know Greek mythology to Nordic mythology, and it um, you know it really it, it does something new with the characters. So it's not like a stale retelling of their stories, you know, and I like that, you know, I know that there's a little bit of criticism by people for that, but it's also a good thing for the game too. I think that it's a good thing for the game too. So God of War 2018, fantastic experience. We're going to still be playing it. So don't think that I'm stopping now. Uh, We're still going to be playing it through uh, the end of the platinum run for the game. We're getting close though. We just have, we have a few golden trophies to get, which are the majority of uh, the percentage wise, and then the rest are just like, you know, find all of Odin's ravens, find all the hidden treasures and find all the lore shrines. You know, that's, that's pretty much all we got to do. And then beat all the Valkyries, of course, which I think is going to be the biggest challenge because the queen of the Valkyries I've heard is a pretty, pretty tough fight. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to continue on with that. Um, so yeah, if you want to, you know, if you want to check me out, I, I stream on Twitch, obviously, twitch.tv slash yummy the ferret and uh i you know we're streaming monday tuesday thursday and saturdays uh, we did a bonus stream on sunday which is how i know that the end game content is fun and uh we'll be playing more call of Duty world at war on monday probably the date you're listening to this and uh we'll be moving on to a new game on thursday because i'm 100 percent sure we're gonna be finishing world at war uh, on Monday, so we're gonna be moving on to a different game for our our shorter game. Uh, right now, we're doing a long game and we're doing shorter games, which I think is helping out a lot with the v- variety of the stream. I think that when people see, you know, the Lord of the Rings: The Third Age, even though I'm enjoying it a lot and I want to play it, you know, ten streams in a row, I'm sure there's people who are getting kind of bored of watching the same game for ten streams in a row. So I've, I'm I'm switching things up, and it's probably gonna be that way for the rest of the year. We'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, if you want to tune in, I'd appreciate you. I'd appreciate seeing you. Uh, if you want to follow me on any of my other social media accounts, it's all at yummy, the ferret. I I'm very, I'm very good with my branding, uh, whether it be YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all those different places. 
And you can also um, you can also uh, check out my other podcasts I do. Film Freaks with a Z. Film Freaks with a Z. <laughs> uh, the podcast about movies I do with three other people. Taymation Studios, Greedy Waffles, and Just Callus. Uh, we talk about movies, obviously. One movie per episode. The latest episode is about Kung Pao. The next episode is going to be about Top Gun. So if you want to check that out, well, uh, that episode should be uploaded at the end of this week. Uh, and then I also have uh, my other podcast, Fubar Ferret, where I talk about random things. It's a, it's a podcast pretty much about anything and everything. Um, and that has a new episode coming out the day after this one's uploaded. So if you want to check that out, uh, it's, I think it's a pretty good episode myself. But, you know, sometimes I'm wrong about these things. All right, folks, I am Yemi the Ferret, and I will talk at you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. The Ferret 64 Podcast is owned and edited by Yemi the Ferret. The song Nightshade, used in the intro and outro, is owned by Adhesive Wombat. Small sound clips during the podcast were made by Yemi the Ferret. News sources include NintendoLife.com, PushSquare.com, and PureXbox.com. All opinions video game related are my own. Thank you for listening.